Well, hello again, and thank you for listening to the verse of the day where we believe that the Bible is not just a book about the past, but that it is full of power and wisdom for today. I'm honored, blessed, thrilled, overjoyed that you would take a few minutes out of your day to look at God's word together. This verse is for April 20th, 2020, and it comes from Lillian Castillo on Facebook. And she is actually a member of Agua Viva Church in San Luis Potosi, Mexico, this great church that has been pioneered by Nathan and Kim Thompson, two of our member missionaries. And the verse that she asked me to cover was 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. And it reads, And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. What an amazing verse. What an amazing promise from our amazing God. And this is a verse that is perfect for us right now in the season that we are in. Right now in this season, we are all enduring some level of suffering, some level of disruption some level of loss. Maybe it's the loss of a job. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. I pray that it is not, but it's certainly possible. Loss of income, loss of relationships and friendships as we've had to be isolated from one another in this season. And we're all feeling it right now. There's no doubt about it that we are feeling this level of suffering. In the whole book of 1 Peter, it's not very long. You could read the whole thing in probably about five to ten minutes. I encourage you to do it. But the whole book of 1 Peter is about the relationship between suffering and glory. Suffering and glory. Somehow, and I don't understand how, but God does, but somehow suffering and glory are tied together. Somehow suffering in this life and glory in the next life are tied together. I don't understand that, but it is everywhere in the New Testament. You cannot get away from it. I'll give you three quick examples. Romans chapter 8, verse 17. And if we are children, we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. 2 Timothy 2, 22. If we suffer with him, we will also reign with him. 1 Peter 4.13, just a few verses back from the chapter that we are in. But rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may also be overjoyed at the revelation of his glory. I, I don't understand this, but there's something about the glory of God revealed in our trials, in our suffering, just as it was revealed in Christ and in his suffering for us on the cross. I don't pretend to understand it, but it is a beautiful promise from the Lord. And it's something that we hold on to in times like this, in the midst of hardship and difficulty and suffering. We hold on to the truth, to the reality, to the promise of God, which is more sure than anything, that if we suffer for Christ and with Christ, we will also share in the glory of Christ. Now, that being said, we do not suffer well. We do not suffer well 
as Westerners. Most of us, the majority of our lives, have not included hard suffering like Peter and Paul are writing about. For some of you, this coronavirus and COVID-19 situation it will be the most difficult thing that you have ever had to walk through. Previously, you might have thought suffering was when they got your order wrong at McDonald's, or they didn't give you non-fat cream at Starbucks, or when you asked for lean beef at Bill Miller's, but they gave you extra grizzle. I don't know why all of my illustrations have to do with fast food today, but anyway, I think you get the point. We don't suffer well because we haven't, most of us, had to endure real suffering. But you have been called to more than suffering, and that's what this verse says, and that's the promise that we hold on to. You have been called to eternal glory in Christ, and there is an end date to your suffering. There is an expiration date. There is a time when suffering will cease. For those of you who have been called in Christ, have turned from your sins, have repented, have put your faith in Jesus Christ, There is coming a day when all suffering will cease and all that will be left is glory and the glory of Christ and the power of Christ in our lives for all eternity. Every tear wiped from our eyes, no more suffering, no more pain, no more sickness, no more injustice, no more disease, no more coronavirus, no more cancer, no more death, just life and life eternal, sharing in the glory of Christ that we cannot even comprehend with our minds, and not only with him, but with every faithful saint that has gone on before us for all eternity. That's what you and I have to look forward to. That's where you and I are going. That's what you and I hold on to in these moments of hardship and in these moments of difficulty. You know, for me, the most difficult time in my life was when my dad passed away. And that really was the first suffering that I endured. And there was a lot of conflict and pressures at that time on top of the grief with certain things that were happening at the church, financial and all this stuff. And you know what I did in those moments? I turned to the Word of God. I went to God's Word because I was having such a hard time processing what had happened. I didn't understand the events that were unfolding in front of me. They made no sense to me. And so I turned to God and I turned to God's Word. And what I was amazed to see, something I had never really seen before, but as I approached God's Word really with new eyes for the first time, I saw everywhere in the New Testament this link between suffering and glory. I saw everywhere in the New Testament that people who are faithful to God, they endure suffering in this life. And anyone who tells you that you don't have to endure suffering as a child of God, they're lying to you. They're trying to sell you something. It is false doctrine. Paul says that everyone who desires to live a godly life will endure suffering and persecution in this life. But we're not living for this life. This world is passing away. This world is fleeting. This life is but a moment. It is a vapor. Paul says, if we only hope for what we can have in this life as Christians, we are to be the most pitied of all people. But our hope is not in this life. It is, as Peter says, 
in this verse the eternal glory that's after this life. You know, I think it would be a great thing if out of this situation the church understood more deeply what it means to endure suffering as a Christian. Because in those moments, you don't hope in this life. You don't hope in your bank account. You don't put your hope in your job. You don't put your hope in anything else, but you learn to cling to Christ and his cross and his shed blood and his grace and his power and his spirit that's alive on the inside of you to get you through and over every single obstacle so that you can boldly declare, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. What the enemy meant for my evil, God will work for my good, and that you will know the sustaining power of the love of God in Christ Jesus, and that you will cling to Christ and him crucified with all that you have, with everything that you are. And if you will learn to do that, my friend, all of this suffering, all of this pain, all of this isolation, it will have been well worth it. So continue to trust in God, continue to hope in God, continue to put your faith in God. Because after a little while, he himself will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast.